right, so today, uh, this is the final one in this series, Heaven on Earth. And what we've done is there are 11 times where Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like. And he just tells us the kingdom of heaven means when God's will is being done. He's the king. And when God's will is being done, it looks like this. And that's he's saying in heaven can actually look like this as well. So before I actually teach you this message, we're just going to read the story. And I'm going to invite my daughter, Mariah, actually, up at this time. And she's going to read the story for us. The Parable of the Talents. This is Matthew 25, 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thanks, babe. All right, here we go. Jesus' parables, man, he's nice and soft and fluffy, isn't he? <clears throat> Makes it fun to teach. Hey, when I met uh, Susie and we were trying to figure out if we wanted to do this thing, get married and stuff, and we were learning things about each other, one of the things that you, you need to figure out when you're partnering with another person is, what do you want to do? What, what do you want your house to be like? What do you want your home to be like? And one of the things that was really cool is both Susie and I just love to have people over at our home. And she mentioned that, and I thought that's really cool. But she said, but there's one word that's super important to me if I'm going to have people over to my home. And I'm like, what's that? And she goes, bounty. 
And I'm like, the quicker picker-upper? <laughs> and she's like, no, not the quicker picker-upper. Um, bounty, she's like, she got this from her mom. It's like, if people are over, then we want the table full. We want more than they, can, they were thinking they would ever get and imagine and just have this huge bounty. And I'm like, that's cool. I really love that. It's like going on a cruise, right? Don't you, those of you who've been on a cruise, it's unbelievable. There's just more and more and more and more. And we like more. We like more room. We like more money. We like more clothes. We like more toys. We like more opportunity. We like more prestige. It's very human. All of us like more. But I want to tell you today, it's also very heaven. It's heavenly to want more. The first week, right, when, uh, of the, of the uh, series, Derek taught us, and Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It's small, but it grows into a huge tree that birds actually can perch on. It's like yeast. Just one little bit of yeast works its way through the dough. There's more, Jesus says, Last week, it was a wedding feast, and the king is like, that's what I'm inviting you to. It's bountiful. It's more. And so heaven on earth, and what we're going to look at today, heaven on earth, what Jesus is going to tell us, this is how it can be on earth. You can actually receive a blessing from God to create more blessing so that results in receiving more blessing so you can actually create more Blessing. Heaven on earth is actually something that God wants to see increase. Okay? Now, if you have your program, go ahead and pull it out. Grab your pen. All my notes are in there. Or you can grab our app and pull that off. And here's what I want to, here's what I want to tell you. This is what I think this parable, if you listen closely, this is what the parable is saying. Use it or lose it. <laughs> Use it or lose it. Here's my first point. Use what? Use what? Matthew 25, 14 and 15. Again, the kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. And to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability, and then he went on his journey. Now, here's the interesting thing. When it says, can you go back to the first verse, verse 14, just real quick? Again, the kingdom of heaven, be like a man, go on a journey, and he entrusted his wealth to them. That word is not wealth, actually, in the Greek language. It's actually not money. Now, we know it's money because the next one is bags of gold, okay, which is talents. Actually, I'm going to explain that later in the passage. Talents is money. But the actual word simply means this. It means something that's mine. That's what the word means. I have something. So when God says, I'm going to give you stuff, and you have stuff, what he's trying to help us to understand, here's what Jesus is saying about the kingdom of heaven on earth. Whatever you possess is actually God's. And everything that you've been given, it's his. He goes, something's mine. I'm giving it to you. So use what? You use, and here's the key, we're going to unpack what you have and who you are. You need to use what you have and who you are. 
because actually both of them are his. Let's talk about our financial resources. So he says a talent. That's actually what this says. So he gives the guy, the first guy gets five talents. Now a talent, can you guys tell I'm from Michigan? Yeah, yeah I said, so funny. Uh, when I was doing youth ministry in Ohio, I, I, would, I was doing a thing on talents, and they're all like laughing, and I'm like checking my zipper to see if it's open. And they, actually, they were just laughing because of talent. That's talent. And I'm like, you guys are from Ohio, for crying out loud. We're only one state away. But even as I'm saying it, I can hear it. It's pretty bad. Anyway, <laughs> your talent uh, was 10,000 denarii. One denarii was a day's wage. 300 denarii was a year's wage. But a talent was 10,000 denarii. You know what he was saying? It's a lifetime. That's literally what it was. He's going, I'm giving you 10,000. It's a lifetime of resource. So when this guy gets five, so, so don't feel so bad for the guy who got one. Because <laughs> Jesus literally gave him all the financial resource he would need for the rest of his life. Okay? So that's what we're talking about. So in financial resources, here's what the he kingdom of heaven is like. And God, Jesus wants us to understand this. That in 1 Chronicles 29:16, it says, Lord our God, and we talked about this earlier this year, all of this abundance, they're given the money to build the temple in the Old Testament. All this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. Now, you, we, can argue, we can argue all you want, but we can't argue with Jesus, and if Jesus is the living God who came down to testify to us what is true, the first thing we need to understand is use what? Use his money. That's what you have been given. He's entrusted his wealth to you. Now, can I just say something? The first thing that's so great about understanding that everything actually belongs to God, that he owns everything, it actually should take all the stress off your life. Because why? Because when you rent an apartment, so Susie and I actually have a little uh, mother-in-law apartment downstairs. You know what's great? Is when our tenants live downstairs and something starts to leak and the faucet doesn't work, are they freaking out? No, they don't freak out. Why? Because they don't own it. Who do they, what do they do? What do you do if you're renting? You call the land. What's he called? Interesting, isn't it? Land Lord. <laughs> because the landlord is the one who actually owns it, and it's Susie and my responsibility to actually take care of it. See, one of the beautiful things when you finally realize everything I have is actually God's, then it's up to Him to take care of it, and I am just a steward of it. And so, when heaven is on earth, Jesus is saying, Your eyes are will be opened and you'll understand that everything you have financially has been entrusted to you by God. And God expects you to use it. He wants more. He wants to see it expand and he wants to see it grow. When your resources do that, Jesus is saying, heaven's on earth. Heaven's on earth. All right? But it's not just what you have, it's who you are. 
That's the other thing. This is amazing. First Chronicles 29, 12, in the same passage in the Old Testament, says this. Wealth and honor come from you, God. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. See, so God doesn't just give you financial resources. God is actually the one who has all authority to exalt, to honor, and to strengthen us. And here's what's great. In this story, God wants to honor who you are. Now, and let me just say, in this story, who are the servants? Well, they're, they're people who have decided to follow Christ. So if that's you, if that's, if that's not you today, if you're here checking things out, you can understand if I actually jump in to this kingdom of God and want heaven on earth, what's it going to be like? But for all of us who are, you would say, if I said, are you a Christian? And you said, yes, I am. I follow Jesus Christ. Then he's saying, then you are my servants. Okay? That's who you are. But notice what he says. I give to you, each of you, what? According to your ability. Now, Colossians 1.16 Write this one down. I love this verse. Colossians 1.16 says this. For in Christ, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, thrones and powers, rulers and authorities, all things have been created through Christ and for Christ. Now, if all things were created in him, then that means... You, and that means me. And again, created in him, every created thing that you see in this room started in somebody's mind. Everything that's created is somebody's idea. Can I just tell you once again, rejoice in this. You are God's idea. And when somebody creates something, if somebody creates a piece of art, what do they do? They say, that's mine. <laughs> you ever been to your kid's arts fair? Right? All 30 of the, the pictures are up there, and they can't wait to show you and run up there. That's mine. That's mine. See, when God created you in him, it says he created Christ. You were created in Christ. You were created by Christ. But the last part, it says what? And you were created for Christ. So, it's not just what you have that actually belongs to him. Who you are belongs to God. You're his idea, and you were created uniquely for his purposes. Your gifts, your talents, your intellect are God's for his purpose. And notice in the parable, and we'll get to this later. I'll unpack it a little bit later. But honor doesn't just come from him, okay? He wants to honor you. He wants to exalt you. He's excited for these people who took their financial resources of God's and invested them, put them to work. He's so excited. And he goes, well done. You ain't a go. Share in my happiness. You guys, God today literally wants to look at every one of you and go, oh my goodness, do you know how beautiful you are? Do you know how created you are? Do you know how talented you are? Do you have any idea how beautiful you are? Put what I've made you to be to work. Invest it. And he just gets so excited. He goes, I can't wait because I want to honor you. 
I want to exalt you. I want to bless you. Okay? So the first thing that we need to understand about the kingdom of heaven that Jesus Christ is telling us is everything you have and all that you are is actually his. It's his. That is what we are going to invest. Now, for what? For what? Let's talk about that. What in the world am I supposed to do with the financial resource that God has given me? What am I supposed to do with my gifts and my talents and my intellect? In chapter 25, verse 16, it says this. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. Verse 20. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold and see, I have gained five more. And his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Think about this for a second. Um, I, I know you've all done this at one point. When you've used somebody else's stuff. Anybody ever borrowed somebody else's stuff? Or stayed in somebody else's home? When I was uh, really young, in my early 20s, I got to borrow my, uh, my older brother Mark's, I think it was in a Chevy Impala. Okay, some of you are old enough. You remember those things? It's like a tank. You know, I mean, you're driving, you're like... Well, I'm in Michigan, and I'm flying around a corner in Mark's Chevy Impala, and a deer comes right out in the road, and bam, and I hit this deer. That is a horrible feeling and experience. And I get out, and it totally crushed his grill, and it looked really nasty. And uh, I gave him back his car. <laughs> Just like that. And I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. It's a junky old car anyway, right? My brother is so gracious to me. He pulls me aside one day and he goes, hey, Dave, can I, um, I just want to help you out a little bit for your future. Um, when you borrow somebody's stuff, it shouldn't come back worse than you took it. And, and I, I don't know why. It was just I was too young. I just wasn't aware. I was too consumed with myself. And Mark helped me to learn a really important lesson. Anytime you use anybody's stuff, you put it back, right? So now what do you do? If you borrow somebody's car, you make sure you fill it up with gas, right? And even if it wasn't full, you just do that. You just bless people when you get it back. It's so funny, right? We'll stay in somebody's home for a little bit. And Susie's like, I mean, just spick and span. She'll do that at a hotel. I'm like, babe, they hire people to do this. Come on. The room's okay. But she's like, there's just something inside of us that says, I'm going to return somebody else's stuff better, not worse, than, what, than how I received it. Here's what Jesus is telling us. When it's all said and done here, he says, We're gonna, I'm going to uh, settle accounts with you. How are you going to return God's money to him how are you going to return his gifts and talents and intellect jesus is saying this is what the kingdom of heaven is like will you give back to god what he's entrusted to you in better condition 
more bountiful than you received it. And here's something that's true. You are God's financial investor. Are any of you going, why in the world did you choose me? <laughs> but that's just what you are. You are a steward, and God has entrusted you his money. And what Jesus is saying is, and he's expecting that you will invest that money in such a way that it brings a larger return than how you received it. You are faithful, right? That's what he says. You are faithful. And faith simply means I trust him. That's what faith means I trust you, God. I follow you. That's our mission here to invite you and to equip you to follow Christ. Because when you follow him, you trust him. You do his will. So what you do is you say, I use what I have and what I am for God's kingdom to come and for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we use it for. Let me just, just real quick, there are two blessings. And you guys, even as we were singing the worship, I was so grateful because in that worship, if you caught it, it's this God of love, this great God of love. He loves you so much. And so he's giving you blessing. He's giving you intellect. He's giving you resource. Why? Number one, what do we have this for? What am I supposed to use it for? God's blessing to the world. God has given you blessing so that you can actually bless the world. It's for the master or for God and for his purposes. Can I say real quick? <laughs> you don't have to read the Bible very far. And greed is absolutely abhorred by God. He just says greed, using what you have and needing more for yourself. He says is the absolute antithesis of the kingdom of God. There's no kingdom on, of heaven, there's no heaven on earth where there's greed. Because God's all about love and about giving. And so if you take everything you have and just use it for yourself, he goes, that's what causes chaos and havoc in our planet. So greed he abhors. But faithfulness to God, that's when heaven does come on earth. Generosity to others, that's when heaven comes on earth because that's who he is. Jesus said this. You guys, don't store up your treasures on earth. Store them up in heaven. Do things with your money, do things with your talent, do things with your time that brings eternal benefit. And you guys, this is actually pretty simple, okay? So when we take his money, okay, when we take his money, because he gives it to us, Jesus is saying, I am, here's my money, I'm entrusting you with it. When you get his money, then what do you do? Well, the first thing the Bible tells us, you just give 10% right back to him. Because he's like, because that's mine, actually. <laughs> Everything's mine, but the only thing I'm asking you to always give back to me is 10%. So that's what we do. If you follow Christ and you're in his kingdom, you go, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the king. I follow you. I'm giving you immediately just 10% back. First thing I do. And then the other stuff as well. You start investing that in helping those who are in need. You can help ministries like 180. <laughs> You can help the ministries we have in Honduras and in, in, uh, in, in Swaziland. You just you start bringing heaven to earth. And what's amazing, you guys, is the world sees, when the world sees generosity and giving, it's so attractive. It's just beautiful. You start meeting the needs of your community and everybody around you. That's godly and that's heaven. And then we take who he made us to be. 
we use our gifts in the church. Again, the Bible just says, every one of you, if you've received the Holy Spirit, if you're in God's kingdom, then you have a gift for the benefit of the body. So if you follow Jesus, then you just go, okay, you discover what your gift is and you use it. You use it. So you invest here who you are. And he, Jesus makes it clear. You guys, right? All of us, we're a body and every single one of you is a part of it. And when each part does its work, when they use what they've been given, the body is beautiful. It's productive. It's powerful. So are you doing that? When that happens, Jesus says, it's heaven on earth. It's heaven on earth. And it's beautiful. When we take his money and we bury it, and when we take his talent and we don't use it, then he goes, that's not heaven on earth. There's no beauty in that. Okay? So can I, I just really quickly, I just want to do this because I, I was talking to our spiritual advisory board. And about a month ago, I gave a financial you know, uh, update on who we are as a church. And I just shared with you guys that this budget year, which starts like a week ago, we go July through June. In this budget year, we've actually had to make cuts. Now, when we shared this, when we, when we went through a, a, a money series a few, while, a few months ago, you guys responded amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> And the, the, the giving just went whoop, and we're like, okay, this is awesome, because if we do this, then we won't have to make these cuts. Well, then after a few weeks after the financial series, we went right back down to where we are. So I just need to tell you, and, and just make you aware, is heaven on earth happening right here? Is there generosity and faithfulness with God's money going on right here? Are we receiving more because we're being faithful with what we've been given? And I just need to tell you, no, not right now. Man, we have a good track record of seeing that, but not right now. Right now, for some reason, we don't have enough. And, and by the way, all we do is budget what you give. Whatever you give to us, that's what we can budget. And we actually have to cut. So just so you know, every ministry, children's, youth, arts, uh, Discipleship, every ministry had to take one cut staff-wise. And maybe even more sad is the ministries that we actually do around the valley and around the world, we've had to cut half of those as well. So now, people who are actually doing really good out there that we've loved and ministries that we've supported, we actually have to call them up and say, hey, you guys, right now we don't have the resource to support you anymore. Can I just ask you guys, does that sound like heaven on earth? Can I ask you, does that sound like heaven on earth? No, it's not. And I just want to tell you, you know what? I can't wait. I believe with all of my heart that many of us are in this room and we are filled with God's spirit. But if you are, his spirit gives. That's the heaven on earth is a gracious giving God who just gives and gives and gives. And he wants his church to be beautiful. He wants the rest of the world to be looking at communities of faith and going, what's up with you guys? Because you're literally changing the world that we live in. You know why? Because we use what we have been given from God for God and not for ourselves. And here's, I, I'm, I'm trusting this, man. I'm going to believe in this. I, I believe in a few months, I'm going to come back here. I, I really do believe. I want to come back here in three months and tell you, hey, guys, we've totally reinstated all of our giving to every ministry outside that we used to do. How's that sound? Yeah. Let's, let's do that. 
And, and here's what's crazy is all you have to do, all you have to do is be faithful to what Jesus is saying. Heaven on earth is God said, here you go. Here's my money. Here's my money. Here's my talent. Here's my gift to you. Here's my resource. Be faithful with it. Use it. Use it. And heaven will come on earth. And can I just tell you, this is what's so crazy is, when we do this, this is so exciting to me. When we do this, God gets glorified. People are drawn to Jesus. This is when the church doesn't actually look like Jesus. When the church isn't generous and the church isn't faithful, we just don't look like Jesus. <laughs> and why would anybody be drawn to something that doesn't look like Jesus? But when we are, people are drawn to his light and to his goodness and to his compassion and to his love. So Jesus gets glorified, but then what else happens? Everybody out, the needs that we can meet get met. People who have legitimate needs have their needs met, and they're loved, and God cares about every one of them. So God's, what are we supposed to give it for? Yes, use it for his blessing to the world. But, but then, just real quick, and I don't have time to get into this deeply, but use it for blessing to yourself. Anybody in here want to be blessed? Okay, six to seven, eight, nine of you, it's cool. No, you all do, because that's why you don't give, because you think, I'm going to be more blessed if I use this for myself. Okay, can I, it's just true. A guy said, I read this in a book, he said, people say what they think, but they do what they believe. You say what you think, but you do what you believe. And apparently what we believe is that if I use resource and talent for myself, my life will be better. Oh my gosh, I say this all the time and you're going to do it again with me, all right? It's more blessed to give than you all can say it because you think it. And I'm going to challenge you with all my being. What would happen if you actually believed it? If you believed it, you'd do it. And what Jesus is saying is, and if you'd do it, if you'd use what God has given you, not for yourself, but for him and for others. He goes, I will bless you. How? There's four ways really quick in here. The first one, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. How many of you have heard that phrase before? Well done. And, and here's what's so funny. Well done, good and faithful servant. Is, this is the only time it's actually used in the Bible. And it's used when we're faithful to use what God has given us. And notice what it says, you guys. It says, well, say it with me, well done. Not well thought. Not well studied. Let's go, let's have a Bible study about what we should do. But one guy said, let's have Bible doings instead of Bible studies, right? Because God is not going to say, well thought, well believed, well studied. It's well done. It just is. But, so he wants, how many of you want to hear him say that? I do. I want him to say, well done. Then secondly, he goes, and if you're faithful with money, he goes, that's, that's, that's the small things. If you're faithful with a few things. And again, remember, talents was not a few things. It was a lot of money. But he says, if you're faithful with that few things, with the financial stuff I give you, with the physical stuff I give you, he goes, I will entrust you with more. I will give you more true riches. And then he says, and come share in my happiness. 
Anybody want to be happy? Come on, man. That's why we do everything we do. It's why I do everything I do. Because I like being happy. And what Jesus is saying is, if you want to come and share in God's happiness, then be faithful with what he's given you. And then the last thing, he goes, you'll actually get more blessing from God. In verse 28 and 29, he says, right, he says, so take the bag of gold from the guy who hid it, and he goes, and give it to the one who has 10 bags. And then he says, for whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. That's crazy. But, what he's, but this is a spiritual principle. You guys, it's actually a natural pr- principle. He who has, he's who's, he who's doing something with what he has will actually get more. And if you don't use it, here's what I've learned. If you don't use it, you lose it. Can I say, I'm 54 years old right now, okay? And I'm riding my bike, and I'm going to the gym, and I'm trying to hike. I'll go away for a week, and I won't ride my bike, and I won't go to the gym, and I won't hike. And what happens? You lose it. Anybody know? Or you gain it in another way is really what happens. But we know this. My daughter, Ashlyn, when she was trying to learn soccer, she was trying to juggle, and she couldn't do it more than 10 times. And she was so frustrated. She goes, I can't do this. And, but she went out every day, and she went out every day, and she went every day. She used it, and she used it. What happened to that talent? Next thing you know, man, she's doing 100, and it's not even hard. See, when you use what you have, you gain more. It's actually a natural reality of us, but God is saying it's also a spiritual reality. It's true financially. Listen to me. This isn't my thoughts. This, I'm just sharing with you what Jesus, who knows reality, who is the truth and the way and the life. And here's what he's saying. If you're faithful financially, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you more. I will bless you with what you have, so you'll be a blessing. And if you're a blessing with what you have, then I'm going to give you more because I know you'll be more of a blessing. And if you're more of a blessing, I'm going to give you more. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds kind of fun, actually. <laughs> Listen to what he says in another passage, Luke 6, 38. He says, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It's a picture of grain, you guys. He's saying, it, it, it was just, if, if there was grain poured into this sack, he says, if you give, if you give, I will give to you a good measure. He meant, press it down so I can get more in. Shake it so it gets in all the little crevices together. And running over will be poured into your lap. How many of you believe that? Okay. Now, that's a, you heard me earlier, right? What you believe, you Say it again. What you believe, you do. I can tell you this right now. If you and I actually believed that if we gave what he has given to us financially back to him for his purposes, and if we gave our talents and our gifts for bringing the kingdom of God into your workplace and onto your street and into your family and here at K2, if you believe that when you did that, he would pour so much more resource into you that it'd be pouring over. How many of you would give? See, So we got to move past thinking it, hearing it. Jesus says, I throw out my seed, but good soil takes it, retains it, gets it inside. 
I'm, I'm just reading the book of Luke right now on my own. Over and over again, people come up to him and say, Jesus, blessed, oh, one person says, blessed is the mother who gave you birth. And Jesus is like, mm, no, blessed is the one who hears my words and does them. That's an interesting one, isn't it? He says that over and over again. Blessed are we if we go to, no, no. Blessed me, oh my gosh, Jesus. Demons are being cast out. No, no. Blessed is the one who hears my words and does them. So if you want to be blessed, then do it. Use it, he says. Use it for me, and blessing will come to you. Okay? Use it or lose it. Okay. Let me just read this real quick. The man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew you were a hard man, harvesting where you haven't sown, gathering where you haven't scattered seed. I was so afraid that I went and I hid your gold. Hid whose gold? The master's. Your gold to the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and I gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. And for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance and whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside. This, I'm so glad Jesus wrote this and not me. But and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay. Now, this is where we hear what Jesus says, and we go, well, I don't know if I agree with everything Jesus says. Yeah. I like the love part. I like the blessing part. But Jesus is saying, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Okay. Now, what were the unfaithful servants' issues? Why wouldn't this guy be generous? Why wouldn't he give what God, he knew, point blank, your money, he, he knew it was God's. He knew it was his. But he didn't do anything with it. Why? The first thing is he says, I knew you were a hard man harvesting where you haven't sown and gathering where you haven't scattered. You guys, the first thing is this guy had a twisted view of God. God isn't somebody who's a hard man who, who, re, who reaps where he didn't sow anything. He's not unfaithful like that. He's not evil. He's not good. Here's the problem. If you have a wrong view of God, if you don't believe he loves you, if you don't believe he actually is good, if you don't believe he has your best interests in mind, if you don't believe that he will bless you, if you don't believe that he will pour out more to you and say, well done, come share my happiness, if you don't believe that, then you won't give to him. You just won't. So this poor guy in the story, the first two guys are like, this master's awesome, man. I'm taking it. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to put it to work, and I'm going to bring it back, and blessing. And the other guy didn't have a right view. Do you know he loves you? Yeah, the Bible states it. We love because he first loved us. So that was the wicked servant's first problem. I think the main problem is he just had a really warped view of God, which resulted in what? He was afraid. Fear. Fear. Do you guys know what the opposite of fear is? <laughs> it's love. See, because when you're afraid, who are you thinking about? Just you. When you're afraid, you think about yourself. But when you love, who are you thinking about? Anybody else. You love God, you love others, you're free to do that. But as soon as you're afraid, 
you don't think, all you can do is think about yourself. That's why the Bible says perfect love drives out all fear. I don't have to be afraid anymore. Why? Because I don't have a twisted view of God. I know he loves me. I know he's for me. I know he's good. I know he's generous. I know he wants to bless me. And I believe it. So I'm not afraid to take these risks, to step out and use who I am and use what I have for him. Because when you're afraid, what do you do? Nothing. Fear paralyzes you. And that leads to the next thing. What was he? The master says, you lazy? Lazy. Well, if you're lazy, what are you doing? Nothing. You're not doing anything. Well, I'm not doing anything because I'm afraid, and I'm afraid because I have a really warped view of God. And he goes, man, that's a problem. You know what that word is interesting? The word lazy actually means to shrink. So what do we do with our resources? Instead of being, instead of bounty happening, what happens? We shrink them. The kingdom of heaven is bounty. Laziness is shrinking. And it also means to hesitate. So if that word means hesitate, it means I'm not moving. I'm not moving. The kingdom of God is use it. Use your gift. Use your resource. And watch me do amazing things. But this guy was lazy. And then the last thing he says, he calls him a lazy and wicked servant. And you know what's crazy? There's really only one command from God, right? There's only one command from God. Jesus, what's the greatest command? And it is love. Love me. Love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love me. And love each other. See, so guys, wickedness is simply thinking about yourself. It's taking all the resource that God, God's resource, and using it for yourself. I'm just going to say this because Jesus said it to you. It's wicked. It's hell on earth. It's not heaven. It's not the kingdom of heaven. It's not Jesus. It's not God. It's not his way. And so we have to be super careful because these are his servants. And some of you would say, I'm his servant. I'm his servant, but I actually take all of his stuff and I use it for me. And I think this is where Jesus goes, okay, um, if that's the case, did you hear me today? Am I your Lord? Am I your king? Are you in my kingdom? And, and the Bible says, because if I am in you, you will be generous. You will use what I've given you. Because that's what the kingdom of heaven's like. So if you don't do that, then you're not in my kingdom. Either you're not in my kingdom, or you're being a super disobedient servant. <laughs> you're doing what you want to do for yourself. And that doesn't result in something very great. Do you want to hear, well done? Or do you want to hear, there's another parable, I don't have time to read it, but where Jesus just says, well, let me just, just real quick, he goes, the land of a rich guy produced plenty, he had a lot. And then he thought to himself, what shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? <laughs> and he said, I'll do this, I'll tear down my barns, and I'll build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. And God said to him, fool, that night, this night, your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, and, and, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? 
so is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. He is going to settle accounts with us. He is. And you're going to hear one or two things. Either, well done, or you fool. And you know, here's some good news today. You have a choice today. Your soul has not been required of you yet. And you have a choice today to either be a well, good, done, good, and faithful servant and to use his finances and his gift, who, what you have and who you are, and use it for his kingdom. Or you have a chance today to go, no, I'm just going to continue to do it for myself. Heaven is where God is king, and it's where his ways are done. God's ways are love, and when you love, you give. Heaven on earth is God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. You do God's will with what you have and who you are, and you will be blessed. So you can be a blessing. So he can bless you. So you can be a blessing. So you can be blessed. <laughs> to be a blessing. And the world will go, now that is beautiful. And you'll start to look like Jesus. You'll glorify him, you'll bless the world, and you will too. So, here's what we're going to do. You all have this card in your program. And if you didn't, if it's on the program, hopefully you picked one up um, on your way in. And we have one last song. And it's a beautiful song. And we're just going to give you a chance to reflect on it here. And here's, here's at the very top. Actually, if you look at this, on the bottom, there's a little place for you to tear it. We have two boxes here. We have one box right there, and we have one box right over here. And I just, I just know this. You, you can, God's, I, all I did was share with you what Jesus said. So I know you've heard from him today. Okay? And I know this. If you don't make a decision today about what you're going to do with what he's given you, you'll walk out of here and just kind of go on your merry way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to challenge you. I want to invite you. I want to equip you to make a decision today about what you're going to do with what you have and who you are. And the bottom of this card simply says this. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want to share in my master's happiness. I will be faithful with God's wealth. And if that's you today, if you're going to respond to him, and then I put a line on the bottom. And here's what I want you to do with that line. You've heard, not from me, because I didn't tell you what to do specifically. But my guess is you've heard from God what he actually wants you to do. Have, have you ever given back to him what's his? Have you ever actually given any of the, his resource back to him? If you've never done that, I want to challenge you to write down here, God, I'm going to start giving back to you. I'm going to give you what's yours. You write down whatever that is. Some of you, you've been a Christian for a long time, and you actually know that really the truth is 10% is his. And that's what we should give, just out of faithfulness. It's not even being generous, actually. It's just his. I'm just giving back to him. 
And some of you need to write down here, say, I have been hoarding God's wealth for myself. I'm not going to do it anymore. It's his. And I want to bless him. I want to bless the world. And I want to be blessed. So you can just write down here. God, starting right now today, I'm going to start tithing you. Some of you are going to, you feel like you're supposed to give generously to, to a ministry or he's already, you have someone on your mind. You just know you're supposed to help who's in need. Just say, God, I will do this because I want to share in your happiness. I want to hear well done. For some of you, it's not finances. You're being faithful financially, but you're not using the gifts and the talents and the intellect and the beauty of who you are. You're using all of that for yourself right now to gain stuff just for yourself. And today, you're hearing Jesus say, I gave you that, but I gave it so that you'd use it for my kingdom. And some of you, that means here at K2, you're supposed to get involved for the first time. And for the others of you, it means I'm at work tomorrow, I'm supposed to give. I'm supposed to bring his kingdom to my workplace, into my home. I'm gonna start giving my best where I work and bring him glory. I don't know what it is. Those are some options. But man, listen, listen. Here's the words from the song. God, you can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world. Take this life and breathe on this heart that is now yours. There's no greater call than giving you my all. I lay it all down. So just sit, talk with him, pray with him. But more than anything, I want to encourage you to respond to him. Make the decision today to be a good and faithful servant with his stuff. And at any time during the song, you just come down, put your commitment to God in that box. And then what we did is then tear off, tear off the top so you can take this thing home and stick this on your mirror. I have stuff on my mirror because I look at it every day. And I want to see in the mirror every day, well done, Dave Nelson, good and faithful servant. Come and share in your master's happiness. All right? Let's respond to who this beautiful, loving, gracious, good God. Let's have heaven on earth, okay? Let's do it.